Brighter Media Group original. You're listening to Your Day Brighter, the podcast. Real reasons to have hope in this world. I'm Tracy Tiernan, and I am excited to share with you a conversation with singer-songwriter Colton Dixon. Now, Build a Boat, his his single just has been lighting it up, and uh, people are crazy about it. It's one of the songs that I get the most messages about from our listeners. It really connects, and uh, we're going to find out uh, where that song came from and just get to know Colton Dixon a little bit. He's He's really precious and uh, has a lot of wisdom to share. He's also a girl dad, and he talks a bit about what God's been teaching him through the beautiful gift of being a dad to identical twin girls, Ava, Dior, and Athens. Grab a mug, like I like to say, grab a mug of something that you love. Cozy on up, and uh, let's jump in. Colton Dixon on Your Day Brighter, the podcast. A lot has happened in your life since I last saw you, since you last uh, visited our studio here in Baltimore. You are now a girl dad. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Identical twin girls, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, man, what a whirlwind. It's been amazing, <laughs> but it is, uh, they're two and a half now, so we are, it, we're in the thick of it. <laughs> you are in the thick of it. It's the terrible twos isn't really a thing, is it? Honestly, they're amazing. Um, we, we, God, uh, God's favor shined upon us. Our girls are very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, I we we got to two, and my wife and I both rebuked the terrible twos in Jesus' name. <laughs> and uh, amen. You know they've been uh, they've been doing great. Um, you know they're learning a lot, and, and uh, yeah, it's our job to teach them. Which holy cow, um, don't feel qualified most of the time, but here we are. And uh, yeah, it's just been amazing. But they're awesome. I'm sure you, as dad, can tell them apart just fine, right? But was that did that take a while to get used to that to be able to tell them apart? And how how alike do they look? You know, it's kind of funny. Um, like I've seen identical twins who I literally cannot tell apart, and then there's also this thing as mirror twins. Mm. who like if one has a freckle on their right side, the other has a freckle on their left side. And like when they look at each other, it's like they're looking in a mirror. That blows my mind. Wow. Um, ours are, you know, I can actually tell mine apart pretty easily um, if I'm looking at their face from behind. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, no dice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no chance. Um, my, my parents still occasionally will get them mixed up, uh, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, you know, um, since, since they were born, one had a complication and was in NICU for about a week. Um, and she had started the birthing process. So, um, we could tell them, uh, apart, uh, you know, pretty easily in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. but as they've grown and especially one had all the hair and the other one didn't have any hair when they were born. So oh. once that was balanced out a little bit, um, it, <laughs> it became harder for sure. Oh, I'm so glad that they're doing well and thriving. Can you tell me, Colton, like, what are you learning about yourself and about your Heavenly Father through this beautiful journey, this beautiful gift of of being a father? Yeah, um, being my dad's my favorite thing in the world. Um, But even just from the beginning, the get-go, I don't know. I, I, I was born and raised in church, and I would always hear you know, sermons or pastors relating 
their relationship with Heavenly Father to them being a, a dad or a parent themselves. And it was never something that I related with, obviously. But I remember the night um, that my girls were born, I went up to um, NICU with our little Dior. And uh, I just remember inside thinking, man, I just met this little human, but there's nothing I wouldn't do, mm. you know, for this little person. Mm. And um, just remember like that little tug from Holy Spirit, just like, man, I feel the same way about you. Wow. And it was just like, uh, just, uh. Like, broke me. You know, I'm like a, I was already a mess, so I just, <laughs> you know, laid it on even thicker. And, um, but it's mm. just been little things that like, mm. I don't know, I'll see a way that my girls are learning and, and, and even me being human, like my patience starts, you know, running low or whatever it is. And I'm like, wow, like how patient is God with me? Mm. <laughs> how, how, how much do I relate with my daughter right now? And, you know, um, continuing to press a button or to do the wrong thing or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, how often do I do that with our heavenly father? So it's just, it's been little things along the way that it's kind of opened my eyes to a bigger picture. That's beautiful. Those little things are really big things, aren't they? When you, man, they really are. Oh man. When you get to see just a glimpse of what God is really like through um, him entrusting these little lives to you, what a beautiful gift that is. I just love it. Um, And I know also being a, a parent, it changes the relationship with your spouse so um, how are you and Annie navigating this new season of having two and a half? I mean, they're running around. I'm sure they're into everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they're good because they've been taught for a while. All the cabinets, all the, you know, cupboards, all the drawers. <laughs> it was free for all. Yeah, but, I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> do, yeah. do you and Annie do uh, anything to kind of safeguard, you know, your personal time together do you have any any advice for young families who are like oh yeah i remember you we we used to be married right hundred <laughs> percent yeah uh, honestly um just be intentional and take the time even when you don't feel like it just take the time hmm. um we are so blessed my my in-laws my parents too they're so great but when i'm on the road especially um my wife is with her parents and um, there's some times where I'll even fly out to California or Tulsa, you know, to be with, um, not just my wife and kids, but, um, her parents as well. And that allows us some time. Mm. We can leave the girls with them and go do dinner or go grab a coffee during the day. Yeah. Um, just to connect. Um, and even when I'm on the road, something that, um, Annie and I both have had to kind of figure out is I would FaceTime in and of course like the girls are there right so yeah. um, they kind of dominate or they'll grab the phone and <laughs> we'll run all around the house um, you know um, get motion sickness while on FaceTime but uh, oh I'm like I'm like oh I I still like I still need to connect with my wife you know so yeah. figuring out times that I can call in um, where the girls are in a nap or maybe the girls have already been put down or whatever mm-hmm. um but it's tricky, you know, because schedules have to line up. And yeah, um, I just I'm I'm thankful that she has grace, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and me too. Like, man, her hands are full and she's holding Whew. down the floor while I'm out, you know, 
prancing around on stage. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm well aware of the roles, you know, and yeah. she's, uh, she's a superhero. So, and you do yeah. so much more than prancing. I mean, you are a wonderful <laughs> performer, but my goodness, you are, you're ministering, you know, you're ministering with your music. I mean, I'm excited for you. Cause like build a boat has just blown up. I mean, it's, it's been like more than a year now, right? That this song has just been like, it's the song. Um, it's, 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 wild. it's crazy. So I, I don't know if we've ever got to talk about the story behind it. Can you share that with me? Yeah, of course. Uh, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that Noah, Noah's story was a big part of the song. And, <laughs> um, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the visuals of the story. You know, you've got this big arc that's being built and you've got, um, all these animals two by two coming onto the boat and, um, this huge flood. And, um, but I think the, the most important part of the story is Noah's obedience. Mm. Um, you know, I think this story um, gets mistold so often in movies and media that there was this argument between God and Noah, Noah saying, you've got the wrong guy or it's the wrong time or whatever it is. Um, but the Bible says that Noah was obedient. He did everything exactly as God instructed him to mm. period. Mm. Like, and I just was, I remember reading that. And I'm like, wait, but where's the rest? Like, where's the back and forth? And it wasn't there. And I was just challenged in my own life and in my own faith walk of, of going, wow. Like when God calls me to do something, I want to have faith like Noah, that I just believe him, take him at his word, um, that everything's going to happen the way he said it would. Um, mm. So that was really the inspiration behind uh, this song and telling um, Noah's story. Like if I could be in Noah's shoes, what would that look like? You know, mm. and we don't think like, man, I bet Noah was just the village idiot. Like, you know, he's saying, well, God told me to build this boat, even in his own family. Right. Like, I'm sure they were like, ah, uh, you know, I wonder what dad's doing today. Oh, he's probably building his boat, you know? <laughs> like, um, right. But he just trusted God so much that he was willing to sacrifice everything. And, um, I just thought that faith was beautiful. And, um, mm. yeah, like I said, it really challenged me. Um, so when God calls you to do something, even when you feel like you're in a dry season, um, the reward waiting on the other side of crazy faith will far exceed anything that you have to walk through to get there. Oh my goodness. I need to double click on that. The the reward it's, it's going to be worth it on the other side it's and worth it, it yeah. is so worth it. Can you tell me about a time in your life when your obedience was really challenged? Yep. Big time. Um, so in 20, I guess it was the, tw the end of 2018, um, I got dropped on my record label mm. and it was very sudden and didn't see it coming. And, and, um, you know, I've even written other songs about this. It's funny when you write a song, um, like that song was called miracles. We actually needed a little miracle for a uh, little Dior when she was born. Mm. Um, be careful what you write about. Cause you're going to wind up needing it at some point in your life. Wow. <laughs> but I got dropped on my record label in 2018. And I just remember this you know, kind of angry conversation I had with God of like, man, like I thought this was it. Like I thought we were on like a good trajectory. I thought, you know, it was, it was all the whole conversation was centered around me and what I thought, you know? Mm. Um, but I just kind of was like, well, was that it? You know, is that, are the, as they say, are the 15 minutes up, you know, and mm. do I need to find another way to support my family. Wow. Um, I just, I just knew that I still needed to 
pursue pursue music i knew that there was more uh, more story to tell and um so i i pushed in and and um hunkered down and and clicked into a new gear which is uncomfortable at first but my wife and i just believed that um even though a door had been closed that um that god was just preparing us for the next season and um and man it's sometimes like limbs have to be trimmed in order for the tree to grow to its full potential and and it's not comfortable and it's not fun but it's worth it and um so yeah we believed and Several months later, um, we signed a new deal with Atlantic Records, which has blown my mind. <laughs> it's just been a crazy journey of mm. God's faithfulness. And um, here we are just a few years after and and um, not to, you know, honk my own car here, but just that the way God has used Build a Boat has just far exceeded our expectations and mm. love so much that it's connected and resonated with so many people. And um, God's just good and um, mm. he equips who he calls and and uh, I'm living proof of that. So I, I thank God for your perseverance, you know, through that season, because, you know, when the record label drops you, you could stay stuck in a season of discouragement. And what I'm hearing from you is that um, you, you, you and your wife together were able to trust the Lord in that season that he had not, it wasn't that he had changed his mind about your calling, but the way that he was going to do it was going to be different from what you thought. That's really an important, that's an important message for us to hear, Colt. <laughs> that is so important. So many people, you know, you get that, that blow to um, your confidence and we can just say, stay stuck. And absolutely. Yeah. Something too, that I feel like so often we can, we can choose to stay in that victim mentality. Yeah. Um, but what's so cool about like being a Christian, being a, a son and daughter of, of God is that we actually not only are like, we know we're headed to victory. Like mm-hmm. God has already won the battle for us. It's amazing. But we're, we're also like fighting from a place of victory. That's mm. the place we get to stand on. Yes. So when things happen to us in life that we don't agree with or we don't like, um, it's so easy to take that victim card or, or to put on that hat and, you know, to kind of be in the weeds. So my father-in-law likes to say it so often. Um, mm. But man, we really just, it should be just water rolling off a duck's back. And we, we know the, the, the grand scheme. We know the bigger story. And that, and that is that we are a victor in Christ. And, hmm. and, um, yeah. 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 Colton, what formed your faith? How, how did, how did God form you into the man of God that you are? I mean, you mentioned that you grew up going to church, so it sounds I like did. from an early age, um, you were introduced to faith, but I'm just, I'm always so curious when I hear someone who has just such a steady presence about them just the the character that you have how did god form you what what was a significant moment in your life that just shaped who you are um man i i don't know that i can attribute it to one one moment over another i think with it's like with any relationship right like i don't i don't know that well <laughs> i won't say always i'm sure it probably <laughs> happened but um like from the moment you meet someone like hopefully you're not married the next day. You know what I mean? Right. Like it takes, it takes time to get to know someone and, and trust to enter into the relationship. And, and for me, it was something like, 
I did grow up hearing about God and and at seven or eight years old i I trusted him enough um to say yeah like i I believe in this, I want you to be the Lord of my life um even without fully understanding all the facets of that um it was the it was the me opening the door to him um mm-hmm. into my life and but really, it was like when when life would throw me curveballs, just trusting that he was good and that his promises were true and it's really up to us like to progress that relationship. It's like, however much you want to let him in is how much he's going to show up in your life. Mm. Um, we can continue to put God in a box. And, and I think if you do that, like, you know, that's fine. You're just not going to see the full potential of God in your life. You know, it's not, it's not a slam. It's not, you know, God saying, you know, whatever. It's just, I think he has given us keys to the kingdom and, um, and, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. I just trust God. And, um, hmm. even, even in the craziest parts of my life, um, even if not at first, ultimately I've gone, okay, God, what do you want to do here? Um, what are you trying to teach me through this? Um, you know, even if this didn't originate from you, yeah. like, how are you going to use this for my good? And, yeah, I hope that yeah. helps. I feel like I've kind of danced around your question. But, you no, that was uh, lovely. I, I know it wasn't, it wasn't like a black and white question. It's it's really very personal, and it does feel like a dance, doesn't it? <laughs> How yeah, God forms us. Can you say, like, you know, now that you've been in this music business for a number of years, what's, and it's it's a business, but it's a ministry, and it's your passion, and it's your calling, and it's your gift. And you have the heart of an artist and there's, you know, certain things that y- you have to do, like the social media, just all the stuff sure. that goes along oh, with man. it. Right. <laughs> okay. So tell me about that. What's, what's the hardest thing about your job and what's the thing that you love the most about it? Oh man. Um, wow. We could talk for hours about this topic alone. Um, I'll bet. <laughs> um, I, I would say the, the hardest thing. Um, even just the hardest thing I've had to learn is learning to push down my ego uh, mm. whenever it's it's even more so when I'm out on the road. You show up to a church and bless their heart, they're the sweetest people in the world. You know, they, they're going above and beyond to make sure that you feel taken care of and mm-hmm. they'll put your favorite foods, you know, in your greenery. It's, they're just so sweet. But it's really easy to be in that atmosphere and to think, oh, they're here to serve me. And then that attitude carries on stage with you mm. and you think, oh, all of these people are here to serve me. And it's so backwards. I had to learn this a few years ago that, man, I'm not there to be served. I'm there to serve. Like mm. my job is to serve them in any way that I can wow. um, to, to hopefully create an atmosphere that's conducive to God moving. Um, mm. I'm thankful that God doesn't need me to do that. Um, but I think the fact that I'm willing to do that um, blesses him. And, and I think that he blesses that in return. And, um, I've just noticed the times where I have come in with the wrong mentality or the wrong, um, attitude, even if the audience doesn't miss out on what God is doing, I feel like I miss out on what God is doing. And that's just such a bummer. Mm -hmm. I always want to be in tune, but I'm at the same time, I'm also so thankful that it's not a hundred percent up to me that God will move in spite of whatever I'm going through that day. Yeah. Um, that's probably the hardest thing, um, is just pushing down that ego. I also, I'm just, 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to use my words. I'm getting better at social media. We'll okay. leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> um, I miss the days where it was just Twitter. There we go. I'll yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, but the thing I love most about what I do is getting to hear firsthand from people of how God has used a song in their life. And, uh, it just blows me away every time. You know, I, I say that we have a front row seat into what God is doing in people's lives when we're on stage, because even though we're, you know, we're singing or performing or we're putting on an entertaining show or whatever, like we can still tell when a song resonates with someone and to see them, you know, almost like just be completely distracted by that moment with God. Like it's just the best thing. Um, so yeah, those are my least favorite or hardest and most favorite (laughs) things about what I do. I loved hearing your answers to that question. Thank you for that. And, um, I have one last question for you. I've just been asking everybody, uh, this question on this season of my podcast and uh, it's just sort of been a theme. Um, is there one thing or what would be that one thing that you've always wanted to do that you've just been putting it off for whatever reason? Man, for me, I think it's it's nothing. It's not like a grand thing. It's for me, it's getting a solid like routine, uh-huh. um, which may sound so boring and so like hashtag adulting, but you know, <laughs> here we are. Um, but like having just like a, I don't know, some people call it like the hour of power or yeah. like whatever. It's like, hey, like, all right, like, cool, we're going to do 20 minutes of working out. We're going to do 20 minutes of reading whatever, you know, book, whether it's leadership or business or, you know, marriage, or whatever. And there's 20 minutes of Bible time. Yeah. And um, man, like, that's just consistently not something that. I have fully given into yet and Mm. it's something I want to do. (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, I, what's the resistance do you think? Why has it been hard to do that? Well, this is, I feel like I'm talking to my wife. Um, this is, it's all just excuses, right? You know, um, being on the road is not conducive to routine and, and, um, and even, you know, coming home to the girls is not really conducive to a routine and you know, all those things. Um, but yeah, I've just got to do it. You know, mm. you just got to make it a non-negotiable, like, like I do with Bible time, honestly, like when I'm on the road, especially like there's just, I'll wake up, I'll make a coffee and I'll sit in the front lounge and it's like, okay, cool. Um, this is my time. Right. But still including the whole package I just got to make it a non-negotiable. Oh, I feel, I, I feel like it can be so difficult. I know it is, it is for me. <laughs> it is for me too. I feel like you're, you're talking and I'm like, Oh, you're my brother from another mother. I feel yeah, you. It's man. so hard. It's like, I feel sometimes like I ha- I can either do my, my spiritual um, practice. I'm pretty disciplined about that. Um, or the exercise, but it's hard to do both, you know? Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, gosh. Yeah. Um, darn it. Yeah. Colton, I, I wish, um, for you, just God's richest blessings and favor on this season. Um, you're just one of my favorites. I, I, ever since I got to meet you when you visit us here in the studio a number of years ago, and you're, you're just, um, the real deal and, um, a beautiful soul. And we are cheering you on as God continues to grow your platform and your audience and, um, just pray all, all great things for you and for your family. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking some time out of your Monday and 
And um, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. My joy. My joy to talk to you. God bless you. And I hope we get to see you around these parts soon, okay? I know. We'll have to make that happen. It's so fun to see him in this sweet, sweet season in his life. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Colton Dixon. Thank you so much for listening to Your Day Brighter, the podcast. Your Day Brighter is produced by me, Tracy Tiernan, for Brighter Media Group. Our executive producer is John Lawhon. And special thanks to our awesome team, Todd Gaddy, Aaron Branham, Caroline Burke, and Jared Akers. You guys are the best. And thank you. Thank you so much for being part of our listening family. If you love the podcast, would you share it with other people? Spread it around. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review because that helps other people to find the podcast. And of course, you know how we like to end every podcast it's with this encouragement to you okay tell somebody your story today or better yet ask to hear theirs thanks for listening